Welcome to Employing Differences, a conversation about exploring the collaborative space between individuals. I'm Karen Gimnig. And I'm Paul Tevis. Each episode, we start with a question and see where it takes us. This week's question is, should I give advice? So one of the things that is interesting in the consulting relationship generally, but in any sort of helping relationship, right, where you're working with another person, um, where there may in particular be some sort of imbalance in the amount of knowledge you have about a particular thing, someone has some expertise, some knowledge to bring to bear, uh, is that there will often be a moment in that where if you are the person who sees a thing that the other person doesn't seem to notice, you may be tempted to give some advice. And we say tempted because sometimes you should do that and sometimes you should resist that temptation. Uh, this, is a, I, I, this is a hard one lesson. And what Karen and I want to explore here today is uh, what is advice? Uh, what do we mean by that? Um, and what are the signs that advice would actually be helpful? Uh, and what are the signs that it might not be helpful in the particular situation that you're in? Yeah. So I think the first thing that is maybe not obvious here, but I want to make it obvious is ask yourself the question. If you are contemplating giving advice, and, and I think my frame on that is telling someone else what you think they should do. Um, if you're anywhere near that kind of frame, um, ask yourself, is this actually a good idea? Um, and, and I will tell you, if, if you need extra practice on this, hang out with teenagers. <laughs> Raising teenagers probably taught me as much about this as anything. Um, but, but there is this piece about pausing to say, you know, in a culture where advice giving is rampant and it happens all the time, and we, you know, certainly we grew up with adults who give us advice all the time, and we think now we're an adult, we'll give advice all the time. Um, just that first step of saying, is this a moment where advice is the thing that will be helpful? Is this piece of advice the thing that would be helpful? But actually, is advice at all a thing that should would be helpful right here and right now, I think, is the starting point. So that we don't just fall into the habit of doing something that not only isn't helpful, but frankly, is often frustrating, offensive, taking up resources that really are needed somewhere else. It's often not only not helpful, actually, it's harmful to the situation a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. I think a, a key thing there um, going, you could probably, if you listen to the show, you can predict what we're going to say. A key thing there is being aware that you're doing it, being aware how often you do it, right? Some, some of us are, uh, Stephen uh, or uh, Michael Bungay-Stanier talks about um, the taming the advice monster. That for many of us, we have an advice monster inside of us that just kind of shows up. Uh, and being aware of that, like how often do you give advice, right? And advice, I, yeah, suggestions for what you might do is kind of where my go-to is, right? So if you often find yourself things like saying things like, well, you know what you should do is, or if I were you, I would, right? Anytime you're providing these suggestions of things that people might do, right? This is often advice. Um, I think part of it is becoming aware of how often do you do that? And what are some of your alternatives? Oftentimes we do it because it's very natural for us, but we don't realize that we have other things that we could do, right? Where we could do things like offer an observation 
right? We could offer information instead of advice. Here is a thing that I'm noticing is happening because sometimes the other person doesn't, doesn't necessarily need to know what to do. They need to know what's happening. They need to know what's actually occurring in the situation, right? Um, or you can offer, um, I sometimes talk about uh, in, 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 in coaching, uh, we'll sometimes talk about um, different moves that you can make, right? So sometimes it's advice or suggestions or a useful move, observations or sometimes a useful move. Sometimes um, what a person is really looking for is encouragement, right, or support. Um, and what I think is key and what's getting to, to what you were talking about is tuning into what does the other person need? What do they want? What are they open to in that mo moment? Because you might have some amazing advice that would be perfect for them. But if they're not in a situation where they can receive that, where they're not open to it, you could say all the words you want and it's not going to change what they do in the future. It doesn't really matter. Um, and so I think that's a, a, a key part is being aware of what do you tend to do? What are your, some of your alternatives? But also what is the other person you're about to give advice to want and need? Yeah, and, and I think that last piece is super key and, and they're related in that the more that I have a tendency to just give advice, the less likely I am to be good at discerning whether it's what somebody else needs. So that's one of those things of if I'm giving advice all the time and I'm jumping towards that, that's a particularly strong cue that I might be out of alignment with what that other person needs. Um, but going into that, what that other person wants or needs, um, I want to point out here that that's a different statement than what they tell you they want or need. And certainly as a consultant coming in, people ask me all the time, what should we do? Or, or, or an even more loaded version of, there's this thing we want to do. Isn't that the right thing? Aren't you going to tell us we should, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is. And, and my answer to that tends to be, I don't get to tell you what you should do. I'm not you. I'm not a member of your group. I'm not in your relationships. What I can tell you is what I think the likely outcome will be if you do X or Y or Z, because I've lived this, because I've seen it in other contexts. I mean, this is why you hire me is because I have experience and I know some things you don't know. Um, but that's a pretty, I don't know, there's a nuance there about, I'm not telling you you should do this or if you should do that. What I can tell you is that I think if you do this thing, that the outcome is likely to be this thing and I can say that even if I know the outcome that I'm describing is absolutely something they don't want. And then the other frame that I put with that is, and I can't say whether it's worth it to you. Like you want to do this thing and these are the good things that will come of it and these are the reasons you wanna do it. And I think you're gonna have this other set of outcomes that you're not counting on. But I'm not gonna tell you whether that's a good idea or not because I can't weigh what, what's most important to you. And so there's that space of, for me, really profound respect of saying, I don't get to decide what's good for another person or what's right for another person, even if I have more information than they have, or if I have perspective that they don't have about how things might come out for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, um, that condition of sort of mutual respect, I think, is one of the things that's really important, where it's I if I'm being asked for advice, right? I absolutely have to respect that 
you have a way deeper understanding of your situation than I do, right? I can't overinflate my own sense of knowledge. Um, uh, and oftentimes, right, if you're asking for advice, it's because you respect that I have something to say, right? That's one of the conditions that I often look at when, when sort of helping um, doesn't go well, is, does the, is, there a, uh, is there a mutual respect there? Where, because I find that, that advice giving and, and, and helping more generally works best in a partnership, mm -hmm. right? Where, where we have a sense of we're both in this together um, rather than uh, the thing that can very easily happen is the person asking for advice um, abdicates all responsibility for the outcome to the person giving the advice, right? It's like, well, just tell me what to do, right? I'm not going to, I'm not going to be involved in this at all. Just tell me what I should do and I'll just go do it, right? That's generally not going to work very well. <laughs> um, and um, and I think it works similarly badly when the advice giver is the person saying, ignore everything that you know, just do what I tell you, right? I know what's best, right? Even though I don't live in your situation, even though I don't, you know, really understand the nuance of what's going on, I'm the expert, right? There's not a lot of mutual respect uh, it, it going on in that situation. And so I think that, but being in that partnership where it's like, hey, we have not only this mutual respect, but also this mutual purpose, like, I think we both need to be oriented towards the same kind of outcome in order for that to, to work. And so often I find myself checking, like, that's one of the things I'll check on is like, if we don't agree what I'm here to help with, like what I would be advising you about, then it's not a good place for me. We need to start at an earlier spot. I shouldn't be giving advice if we don't agree on our shared purpose. Yeah, I think that sense of partnership and alignment and, and this is one of these things that we tend to think about hierarchy, right? We, we have this very hierarchical frame because we all grew up in that kind of world um, with very few exceptions in the planet today. We grew up in hierarchical environments. And, and so we think of, you know, the, the hierarchy of expert coach, expert doctor, expert therapist, expert teacher, expert boss, and and less expert, you know, mm -hmm. help e to say it that way, and that there is a power differential, and that there is an expectation that the expert knows best, and that the the help e knows less, and that's not the same as the partnership that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so, if we can shift our thinking to where we can make space for one person has more knowledge has expertise is perhaps an expert in a certain way but the other person is still equal that there's not a power differential there's not a value differential there's not an importance differential and it's just that they know different things mm -hmm. right so you may bring me in because i'm an expert in co-housing i've worked with a lot of communities i know a lot about how those work but i am not a member of your community I don't live in your community all day, every day. And even if I did, I'm not you. I'm not in your chair experiencing what you're experiencing. You're experiencing. And so it's sort of like when I go to a doctor, it's like, I want you to be the expert on what the medical texts are, but I'm the expert on this body mm -hmm. and what it's been through. And, in the, and, and, and I expect a partnership there. And I look hard for doctors who know how to do that because they don't all. But some do. And I think in that same way, when I come in in an expert kind of a role, I try to be very aware that I bring a chunk of expertise that's missing. 
but I'm not actually the expert on what's going on there because I'm a visitor here. Mm -hmm. I think that one of the things that helps to create that sense of partnership um, when you are the advisor, when you are the person who is who, who's who's tempted to give advice, um, is a is a dose of humility, mm -hmm. right? Of recognizing the limits of your own knowledge. Now you do need to know what you know, right? You do need to be able to say this is what I know. This to go back to your example earlier, um, and I love the way that you do this. This is one of my favorite framings of this. Um, you know, being able to say, in my experience, if you do this thing, you are likely to get this result. Now that that doesn't discount your experience, but it also doesn't overstate it, right? There's a humility about it that says, I can't guarantee that that's gonna happen. It's not always gonna happen. But I also know that if I don't bring it up, like that's a problem. Um, and so I want you to at least think about it. And then you're in the place of, well, now the other person gets to decide what do they wanna do with that information? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the the other piece of humility, right? Is being able to say, we can bring our expertise, but ultimately the person we are giving advice to, they need to own what they're doing with it. And if they either choose not to follow the advice or do follow the advice and a bad result, you know, what we thought said was gonna happen, uh, thought if it turns out the opposite of what we thought, like we have to own that the both of those are possibilities and that doesn't make us a bad person. Right. Um, it's like, you asked me for advice. I, I, I gave you the best information that I had. You might still not choose to do it. And that doesn't mean that I'm a bad consultant or a bad coach or a bad person. Um, you're the decision maker. And that is the thing I think it's important about advice is recognizing it is just that you are an advisor. You are not the person who's deciding, um, and being able to, and so part of the, the, should I give advice, I think is, can I approach the situation in humility, but can I also recognize what my role in this actually is? It's not, I'm not a, I'm not a decider. I'm not a director. I'm not a tyrant. I'm an advisor. And so how can I be as helpful in that role as possible? Yeah. And, and I think it, that, that humility is at all stages. So I, I will say. I have an ego that loves to be asked for expert advice. <laughs> Isn't it so fun? That's probably why I go into consulting. Um, and, and to counter that with the humility that says, even if they're asking for advice, very often the very best advice I can give is to say, my advice is don't ask me for advice. <laughs> like my advice is let me help you think through this. Let me help facilitate a process. Go ask someone else. And I get asked often for advice beyond actually the scope of where I have expertise even. Mm -hmm. And I can say, you know, so I can tell you this much, but the main thing I should tell you, like, this is overall some framing to help you when you go ask the person who actually knows. Right? But just that humility all the way through of, it may not be that what I know is helpful. It may not be that it, what I know turns out to be what I think it will turn out to be. It may not be that the person involved is going to be ready to do the thing that I think would be most helpful. That happens in my line of work a lot, actually, that I suggest something and they go, yeah, I'm sure that'd be great, but I can't bring myself to do it. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and just to carry that all the way through of, you know, as you say, showing up with what I have and also being ready to just really name what I don't have or when the thing that you're asking me for, which is advice, is actually not the thing that I think will help you. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is important to consider your alternatives to advice, and even when people are asking for it. Um, and and just because you pursue one of those alternatives to start with doesn't mean you have to stay there, right? right? I do this all the time. People are like, what do you think we should do? And I was like, well, let's let me understand a little bit more about your situation. And we'll do go a couple of things. And sometimes it becomes obvious there is something that I know about that they don't that would be super useful to them. Right. But I want to discover that first. I always have I always have the option to give advice later. Right. I don't necessarily feel like I have to start with it. Um, and oftentimes by starting with it, we kind of close down a lot of pathways. Um, but I think that the other thing that's that I find very useful to do is when I do give advice, I try to give it in very short chunks. And then I ask, what do you think about that? Mm -hmm. Right. And because then that starts to bring out all of the things that you just talked about, right? The whole, well, I think that's a great idea, but I couldn't bring myself to do that, right? And we now got onto a whole other path. Um, and so it's not just, I'm going to drop the advice and then walk away, right? And take it or leave it sort of thing. The, for me, that advice giving is the beginning of a next part of a conversation. And if I'm not ready to do that, then I probably shouldn't be giving advice, right? If I'm not ready to say, so here's, you know, one of the things I'm noticing about your situation is this, you might consider doing this thing that would entail this, this, and that. What do you think about that? If I'm not ready to do that, I probably shouldn't even start. Yeah. So I feel like one of the sort of themes through this is that if you're thinking, well, I could give a piece of advice, meaning I could tell someone what they should do. That's almost never a good idea in our experience that it's always a conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and there's the conversation before, and there may be an, an, an element of giving some information or some guidance or some predictions um, in the mix. And then there's a, a, some processing to do after as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. That it's, it's part of the dialogue. Um, so to sort of track, you know, where we've been here, uh, when we think about the question, and I find myself going, should I give advice in this situation? Uh, part of the thing that I want to be aware of is how often do I tend to do that? Uh, am I doing it just because it's my natural tendency? Or am I doing it out of a sense that it would actually be useful to this person that I'm talking to and that they would be open to it, right? Not just that they're asking for it, um, but that they could actually take it in, that it could actually be useful, that I've considered my other alternatives and I've come to the conclusion of, yeah, okay, I have some expertise that I can bring here. Um, we talked also about the importance that of the, the sort of dynamics around it of making sure that you're in a situation where you have that mutual respect for each other about what each of you brings to this um, and a, a shared sense of purpose about why you're sharing this advice, what it is they're actually trying to get done um, that your advice is supposed to be helping them with and moving them towards. Um, and really uh, bringing into that also this sense of humility about what is the limits that I know, what's actually gonna happen here, um, framing it in a way that you're not overstating your own expertise, but not understating it either, bringing it authentically, and then seeing what the other person wants to do with it. Uh, advice as the middle of the conversation, you know, not as the, just the straight up beginning or the end. Um, we find that, that those are the things that are useful to ask yourself when you're considering this question of, should I give advice? And that's going to do it for us today. Until next time, I'm Karen Gimnig. And I'm Paul Tevis. And this has been Employing Differences. <laughs>